Thank you, brother. All right, so let, let's talk about uh, some of the things that A.A. Hodge is bringing to our attention here. Now, basically, uh, you can have three theories of rights, the rights of man, okay? The first theory is the biblical theory of the rights of man. Where do our rights come from? God. Where do we find them spelled out? In the Bible, okay? If it's not in the Bible, do we have a right to it? No. Do I have a right to an education? No. That's not in the Bible. Okay, God has not given that to me as a right. Um, all right. So rights are real. They exist outside of us. They are objective. They are unchanging. And they are created by God. Okay, and thus all of his creatures are endowed with them. That was the position, obviously, of the, uh, of the modern world, okay, up till, or the Christian world, up to the 17, really the late 1600s, early 1700s, when we began to see uh, the French philosophes and people like Locke giving us the theory of the social compact. Now, where do rights come from according to people like Locke? Well, the, the idea is this. There are natural laws, okay, that are in the universe. Not specifically just the ones spelled out within the Bible. Uh, and what do we enter into a social compact to do? We enter into a social compact in order to preserve those rights, those objective rights that exist in the universe, okay, that we identify as a people. So, for instance, the Declaration identifies three uh, basic rights. What were those three basic rights? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, okay? Which would be a standard philosoph way of, of talking about the organic rights that uh, the universe has. And therefore, the government, its job is to do what? To protect those rights. That's why we enter into the compact. We give up what? We give up some of our liberties and our sovereignty. And we enter into a compact in order to defend those rights, those natural rights that exist in the world. Now, we have transitioned from that into the Marxist view of rights. Under the Marxist view of rights, where do rights come from? State. They come from the state. Uh, they are not objective. They are subjective. Okay? They are artificial. They are synthetic. They are not organic. They don't exist in the universe. So what happens is the state has the power to give rights that it feels will create the greatest uh, good for the greatest number of people. But it also has the right to do what? To take them away. Especially from people it feels are not going to use those rights properly. Um, so we have transitioned to the idea of first you have the biblical idea that God gave people uh, endowed people with rights, spelled out in the word, and then he uh, also gave governments, and the, and the main purpose of, of, of a government is to carry out the moral law or to enforce the moral law uh, within people, uh, within a people group. Then we came to the idea of a social compact, all right? It's not, but that's not biblical, all right? That's not a biblical understanding. 
And then we've moved to the third way, which is governments create and destroy rights. Uh, there's an organization that meets yearly in an attempt to advance that idea that governments have to create a new set of rights and wrongs. Uh, what's the name of that giant, incredibly powerful now organization? Well, they, they sort of have that idea. Yeah, they created the, the WEF. Yeah, they are specifically, um, they are absolutely tied into the idea that there is no creator. There are no natural rights. And that the, uh, uh, the idea of government is that government must create a, a, a utopia uh, upon earth or what they would call a utopia. But essentially an oligarchy where we live in pods and eat bugs and rich people fly their jets to the next WEF meeting and tell us what kind of bugs we're going to eat. So, um, but essentially, that's, that's just the Marxist vision. The Marxist vision inevitably creates an oligarchy, but an oligarchy not descended from, and it's not a monarchical, uh, monarchical uh, oligarchy where you, know, you pass on power to your son. It's, it enshrines a, a vision where the wealthiest uh, and the best educated sit at the top and then everybody else uh, is, is underneath them. But so that's the gradual movement. But what, what is happening with the idea of rights? The idea of rights are these are things that only God can give and only God can take away. And they're determined by God. God, therefore, is the measure of all things. Gradually moving to a political theory in which who is the measure of all things? Man. God doesn't exist, okay? There are no such things as natural laws. Man determines everything. So what you do is you dethrone God and you enthrone man in his place in determining these things. Now, believe it or not, I don't want to live under two or three, the social compact theory or the, uh, uh, certainly I don't want to live under the Marxist theory of, uh, of rights and, uh, and political power. Uh, I'd like to live under the biblical definition. Where would we find a government where that is the way it works, though? No. Today? Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, I can't think of any. All right. Now, many of the Islamic republics would say they are, you know, because the, those that are following Sharia, they say that, you know, they have a view that uh, all laws ultimately, that's why they, they believe democracy is bunk. All laws come from God. Uh, and the job of the, um, uh, the caliph or the leader is to enforce these things. But, of course, their interpretation of, uh, of Sharia is applied differently. Uh, and we don't believe that Sharia is the law of God doing. What, what is the core? What's the, uh, the ultimate, uh, the center of God's law? Ten Commandments, the moral law. All right. So um, our understanding should be that the moral law determines our laws. Not necessarily the judicial laws of Israel determine our laws. The judicial laws of Israel were the application of a particular set of laws to a particular state at a particular time. And as even Calvin said, um, these laws can be, uh, the moral law applied to different nations will look different uh, depending upon how it's applied in, a, in various different circumstances. All right, so just trying to get you to think about rights, where they come from, and how inevitably theology and politics, there's just no way to stop them from intersecting. They always have, they always will. So trying to keep theology and politics separate um, is actually, that's something that only really came into being when we were moving from the social, social compact towards actually the more Marxian view of, um, 
uh, of government that uh, kind of rules the